Yo! You wanna be a rock star? Well, you're in the right spot. This is the Music Fit Podcast, the home for all the homies, the ship for all the pirates, and the information station for all y'all looking to level up in the areas of movement, music, and mindset. I'm your host, the rock doctor, Mike Schwartz, and I'm stoked to give you the dose. So now, without further ado, let's get into the show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I am so pumped for today's guest. I'm speaking with the legendary Jeff Lester, yoga extraordinaire and pirate, of course, from the Enlifted community. We are colleagues in that world. We're going to be talking about Jeff uh, and his his background in movement, his spirituality, everything that encompasses this amazing soul. I'm very much looking forward to uh, to having him in here and just learning. So get out your uh, magic wand, as we say, your magic wand and your spell book, piece of paper, grab something. We're going to want to take some notes here, folks. I'm very excited. So without further ado, here is Mr. Jeff Lester. What's up, dude? Oh yeah, here we go. I love this song. We are cranking it. Here we go. We're just, mm, 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 mm. There we go. Man, right? This is just such a wake up tune, man. I'm just like immediately in a great mood, which makes a lot of sense of why you would pick this, knowing everything I know about you, my dude. Oh, I love huh. it. I, I'm glad that you uh, you played that song to get the start on. It's one of my favorites, and I was I forgot that you asked me, and and I was like, damn, he's got great taste in music. <laughs> <laughs> it's all calculated, isn't it? It's all I calculated. It. I my love. Dude, it. Well, let's let's get into it off that. I, I love to open things up to get a feel because I feel that music can tell us a lot about uh, an individual, you know. And as soon as you sent me these songs. I was like, wow, man. Yeah, I get it. I totally get it. I get this Jeff Lester guy. Hefe, this man, this man, who is this mystery? Tell me about that song. What, what does it mean to you? What's, uh, what's the story behind it? How did you come across it? Why is it a, a walk-up jam? I came across, I'll say, I came across that those artists, Matt and Kim, uh, a friend said, you know, I think you'll really like this song or you'll really like these guys. And I liked it. And that was like 10 years ago. Yeah. And yeah, they, they stuck with me. They're regulars in my playlist. I love their old music, their new music. It's upbeat. It's uplifting. It's fun. It's light. It has a great joyful tone to it. It's everything I love in music. I mean, I, I love a lot of different music. Mm -hmm. uh, and Matt and Kim, they are awesome. And mm. I've been to a few of their live shows too. And their live shows are incredible as well. Wow. Just a they duo, hey? Yeah, exactly. Just a duo. And they're partners in life too. 
Oh wow! Hey, she's Kim's on the drums. She's badass, and yeah, Matt's oh. singing and just kicking it. Oh. Yeah, how powerful is that? Hey, it, it again just shows us that that the the bridge of of music and how how interconnected we all are. I mean that you know they're the I've often wondered. I'm like, oh wow, that'd be that'd be rad having a partner that you can create yeah with like that i i get it i totally get it and however and i want to go down that tunnel of of what creation is and what the spirituality side of it is with you and and where like where we just man you're you're like a fire starter in my world man like i i I watch your stuff i love your content i love your posts your classes that's where we first got uh, introduced is uh just your energy man so i i get it and i i'm i'm happy to hear that the music like when i listened to this i was like yeah immediately i think that's Jeff. That's, that's a gem. That's definitely, I, I'm immediately put back into that. So cool. I used to teach, I used to teach group fitness classes before I got into yoga. I was teaching like uh spin indoor cycling and, oh, yeah. and pump classes and Matt and Kim, those kinds of, that kind of music was always a go-to for me just yeah, to bring yeah. the energy up, bring good energy, uplifting. Yeah. yeah. You can have a dance party in any time of day, man. Parties often exactly so good so good so what's uh what's new let's get a little background here for these fine folks listening watching worldwide what what's the story of of jeff lester how did you uh how did you first and why did you first get into what you're doing um you're you're a yogi i'll let you explain your background you you've got a you've got a a few pieces you wear a few hats so it's cool man let's uh let's let you share absolutely with pleasure well first of all welcome you beautiful soul listening to this it makes me so happy to connect with mike and to create something awesome and share a little bit about my story and what i'm up to and well it is life is a journey right life is totally life is a journey and life is a trip (laughs) and it's a fantastic one and with all the ups and downs comes you know if we really step up and meet life if we if we allow ourselves to live, if we allow ourselves to engage, to go through our process, life becomes incredibly rich. And that's, that's where my story begins, is having a, a background of adversity uh, growing up, certainly. And, and, I, and I say that with you know, a grain of salt, understanding that so, so many of us come from a similar background and we're all experiencing our adversity in, in our own way. And for me, like I have this disposition, this, this up, uplifting, um, naturally amicable, friendly kind of personality. And you've, you've experienced that, you know that. And so for me, adversity isn't necessarily the easiest thing to face. And so I, I, it's easy for me to just transcend that or, or go past that and always looking for something better. So if I feel like something isn't working out for me, I look for eventually with time, give my permission, myself, the permission to, to strive, to find something different. And uh, a lot of where I've, I've gotten to right now, and that's teaching people the tools of self-development, yoga being an incredible tool, the OG of self-development, of evolving consciousness, of, of elevating ourselves to finding ourselves, to knowing what we're about as a, as a human being. And that itself is a continual journey. It's an evolving journey. And so I'm on that journey. I'm, I'm walking my path. And this adversity I talked about in the beginning is so important because 
it is the unwillingness in me to accept mediocrity or to accept a lower vibration or to or to accept something that is heavy and dense that keeps me searching for something that is light and elevated and, and uplifting and that's always been a part of my practice my life the way i walk and in within that process within that evolution has been a lot of learning and self-discovery and and i'm still learning and i'm still discovering so I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia, and I was very much interested based on an like externally motivated outside myself by society, uh, by my parents, my mother specifically, that I needed to do this, this, and this in life, and I'll be okay, I'll be accepted, I'll be loved, I'll be validated. And really what that looked like in my teens and early, like start of my 20s was that I was going to have a career in engineering, I was going to be, I was going to make six figures, I was going to be have the money and I was going to have the, the acceptance of being intelligent, productive member of society. And it took about four and a half years into studying engineering and practicing and um, doing some work that I realized, wow, this is this is not my cup of tea. And I wanted to find something different. And to backpedal and to give that some more context. I also grew up incredibly overweight, a product of my environment and a, a product of, you know, for me, the, the weight, the excess weight on my body was a defense. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, my, my output, my personality that you perceive is often bubbly or, a, or um, kind or happy or something like that. But in the inside, it isn't always been that way. And so initially I grew up incredibly overweight. I was close to 300 pounds, 130 kilos. So whoever's, whatever your system is. <laughs> and the first big transformation, the first big shift in me was getting out of home and getting into an environment that, you know, was more, I could align myself with who I really was easier. When we were growing up in our, in our environment, it's easy to stay, it's easier to stay locked into like, uh, um, who I'm supposed to be or what I think I should be based on others. And when we leave that and, you know, university is great for that. Traveling the world is great for that. Getting out of that, however we can, is really good for us to see ourselves and to also align with, with more what is our nature, whether we're doing it consciously or unconsciously. And so the very first big transformation for me was a physical one. And um, in my early 20s, tw uh, 2021, I lost over 100 pounds and started to recognize that I loved health and wellness and I loved moving my body. And so that was a big transformation for me and a big part of my journey. And I call it like the, the cracking of the shell. It cracked my shell and it helped me really start to investigate what it is I, I love more than what. I just have around me, what do I love? What can I go out and get? And, and the first thing I went out and got more than anything was my health. It was, it was myself back to my body, back to being able to move, which is, I didn't really realize that was something that was so natural to me until I lost the weight. And so that started another journey. And often people look at the physical transformation as something quite profound and it's easy to see and it's easy to measure and quantify. And it's, um, quite eye-opening when somebody loses a lot of weight. And I like to, to preface that to say like, 
you can see my outer transformation and my inner transformation is like 10 times bigger than that. Because as soon as I cracked the shell, there was a lot of other pieces of my puzzle that I started to put into place. And one of those was letting go that I needed to be an engineer or I needed to have this kind of status or significance to be who I am and to be worthwhile and to um, enjoy my life. And so the next big transformation was after some years and after some more adversity, uh, my mother passed away. Um, I was left with like, okay, what do I want to do in my life? And I know that I'm not so interested in this engineering. Like I, I'm good at it. I'm good at it. And it's not necessarily my passion. And so what's very interesting is that I started having a lot of conversations around that. And for me, travel, movement in my body, but also movement and experiencing new things. It's very, very important core personality thing for me. And so I studied abroad and got to meet the world outside of the perception and and everything that was painted inside my household, I got to experience the world for myself and, and meet people and cultures for myself, which is a huge, huge part of that. And eventually the layer of the conditioning of the, the identity around being an engineer started to have cracks in it. And really it was when I lost my mother that I started to, uh, well, I say I lost my mother. When my mother passed on, uh, the the cracks in that identity that that other emotional suit of, suit of armor uh, started to show and they started to spring forward the light that I needed to find the avenues that really served me. And that first was leaving engineering and going and giving myself permission to let go of all the pride that was associated with that and to start doing what I loved, well, which I had already been doing, but to give myself permission to do what I loved as a career. And that at that time, um, in my early mid to mid twenties was around uh, teaching and uh, giving people the, the beautiful gift of health and wellness. And because of my weight loss journey and because I got very interested in, in health, I wanted to share that with others. So another big part of my personality is to share, to teach, to inspire, to, to pass on that that which has inspired me and served me onto others and hope that they can take it and, and their flame is that much brighter for it. And I found myself living in France. I was studying abroad and I was doing a, this crazy double master's degree and something I wasn't interested in. And it's like, wow, I, I bit off a lot of, you know, of, a lot of more than I can chew of something I don't really want to chew. And, uh, <laughs> it was good. It was really, really good. And it was a, a proper first quarter reckoning of my life, I would say. And, um, that sent me off to London. Like I decided I was going to go to London, United Kingdom, and I was going to be in it for wellness, for teaching, for, um, working in a studio and teaching group fitness. And, and it's very funny because that moment that I decided is a very pivotal moment where, I often talk about it. I was very feeling very heavy in this grave, dense, just deep fog in my life of the of the school that I was continuing to, you know, I was trying to make that happen. And it it I really didn't want to at the very deepest parts of myself. And uh, I looked over to the right. I was walking home from uh, campus from 
uh, a, a class and I was just in this heaviness. And then I looked over to the right and it was the soccer field that we did boot camp. I, I was teaching boot camp for this for this campus. And I just immediately lit up and I was like, oh my God, I love the community I've created through this. Uh, before I came, there was no community and, and you know, I needed friends to, to work out with, to do, to do that stuff with. And I created that and I immediately looked over and I lit up and I felt the shift in energy. And it's amazing, amazing, amazing. And, and this idea of becoming sensitive to the shift in energy is really potent. And I'd love to talk about that more, but I, in that moment, it was just a rift. It was like Grand Canyon opened up to there's this and, the, and how I feel about this. And there's that and how I feel about that. And it was the, the impetus I needed finally, along with the awareness to make the shift and to, to uh, take a leap of faith and give myself permission to pursue something that was really important to me that I really loved. And wow, like in our, our world, our society, uh, it, that's shifting very quickly. And I think that these are breaking down these paradigms of what we're supposed to do in life are certainly breaking down from the previous generation. But it was a big step forward. And that got me into, you know, the United Kingdom. And I had visited London before that. And I fell in love with London. There was a fitness studio on every corner and just a great vibe for it. And I was like, this is where I want to go. I'm just going to go there and I'm going to make it happen. And within th three days, there's, a, there's another funny story here. I'll, I'll omit it. Um, within three <laughs> days, I walked into the yoga studio. I walked into a yoga studio. So wellness, group fitness, all these things. And I had dabbled in yoga for several years. It was yoga was more to supplement my running or my fitness and everything like that. But I walked into the yoga studio, was greeted by an amazing, happy human being. And I signed up for the 30 day introductory offer. And that was 30 days of yoga for 30 pounds, like 45 or 50 bucks. And, you know, I was like, I'm going to come every day. I'm going to get my, my money's worth out of this. And what really was transformational about that, really special about that is when we do something uh, like yoga, which is even if we're doing a fitness style of yoga, yoga has this incredible intelligence of how we're moving our body and, and how we're moving energy in our body. And of course, you may or may not be aware, those listener listening, um, the, the body is connected to the mind is connected to the spirit. And so if we're moving energy on one, we're going to create different experiences in our life. And the yoga moves energy, it, it does incredible things. So that opened me up to something that I hadn't experienced. In fact, it opened me up to something that I was desperately wanting, it filled a void. Because for years before that, you know, I was in this place, I was in this limbo of, you know, here I'm studying the engineering, here I'm working, I'm doing internships and, and pursuing a master's degree. And I just, for the life of me, would love to find a way and a, a possibility for this to suit my personality and, and really love life from it. And, it. and I wasn't experiencing that. And here's the part where I was experiencing a lot of joy, and that was teaching group fitness and, and enjoying that. And so that, that limbo sent me off searching, trying to understand and um, understand the human and my psychology and my habits and constantly trying to, to, to upgrade my life, my wellness, my health. And so I got into tons of psychology books and self-development books and, and how to you know, change habits and behaviors and everything like that. And there's still, just by reading those books, I could understand it intellectually. I could understand it at the level of the mind. 
And there was still this emptiness. There was still this something missing that I was really searching for. And I remember, you know, few years before getting into the yoga thinking like, is this it? Do I know it all? I've read dozens of these books and I get it. I see the through line and I was still missing something. And it was when I got into yoga and did the yoga on in an immersive level, meaning I did it every day for 30 days. I was in the community. I was part of the practice. I was, I mean, there's so many more pieces to that puzzle, but it helped me integrate. It helped me land all those all that intellectual stuff, that the stuff that was in the books, the understanding about myself and understanding about why I operate the way I operate. Why do I have these uh, patterns that seem to be like pebbles in my shoe that were really annoying? And yoga started that next transformational process, huge transformational process of starting to know, really get to know myself and to start to understand the process of being human and unraveling and and coming untangled from our conditioning growing up and really choosing my life, uh, taking a step, one step at a time into my life. And it was through that community, through the really taking yoga off the yoga mat and making it into a lifestyle, making it into a, how do I approach life, understanding the philosophy of yoga, which is so deep, so profound, so much more than what we may or may not perceive yoga as being what we do in a yoga studio for 60 minutes, uh, two or three times a week. It's, it's far, 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 far more than that. And that stuff, <clears throat> that practice, that consistency started to seep into me and it was exactly the medicine I needed. And it's fantastic to look at, you know, I made that huge life decision to, to stop going the direction I had been going for several years. And I had a lot of pride tangled that up in that and a lot of uncertainty going into something else that I knew I liked and it was still uncertain around how, how it would manifest. And it was by going into that yoga studio that I realized, wow, uh, this is it for me. I felt it. I felt it. And so I signed up within a few months. I, I came off the introductory offer. I started working at the studio. I found a community I loved in a, in a new town. You know, London is this big, busy, amazing city. And there's a lot to just, there's a lot of different directions we can go in London and there's something for everybody there. And this community helped me anchor something and it helped me uh, connect with the yoga practice in profound ways. And so I signed up to do the training to, to be a yoga teacher because heck, I, I teach group fitness. And, you know, for me, yoga was still a lot of fitness inspired and getting, you know, strong in the body and, and connecting with body mind and spirit and so i loved it and that training the training itself what blew it, it, it was like nothing i'd ever experienced and in fact there was 28 people in that training and i knew those i knew a handful of them and i was closer to them than i had been with people i'd known my entire life and it's just the process of yoga and the vulnerability of being human that connects us so deeply that we're we're talking about life. We're talking about the most um, beautiful aspects in, in darkness and in light of the human journey. And it's something that I was never open to before. And so that that training, that experience opened me up and I got new levels, new layers, new dimensions of how yoga can help me and start to help others. And I wanted to start sharing it with others. And that's what I did. I did the training. I started teaching yoga in London and then my visa expired. I had a student visa 
And so it was very, um, there's another story within that little piece of that story I want to talk to you about later about yeah, yeah. mantra and about vibration, because that's, that's definitely going to be in our wheelhouse today. For sure. For and sure. anyway, um, you know, th that's where who I am now, what I'm doing now really was birthed, was born. Thank you to the universe for having my visa expire, even though I did not want it at the time. I loved London. I felt like I had a family, a tribe there. And yet here I was, it was going to be real challenging. And I, and I couldn't have stayed the way I wanted to. So I left and I actually went to India where yoga is, you know, yoga comes from and the birthplace of yoga and, and really where yoga was uh, brought back into the Western culture through the Beatles, no less. I went to Rishikesh. I went to Rishikesh, India with a great friend and teacher of mine and continued my learning journey, continued teaching. And then within a few months of being in India, of going to different ashrams, experiencing different yoga styles and philosophies and different parts of the country, uh, my good friend Jack called me up and he was a facilitator of yoga teacher trainings and he was working to create his own yoga school. And he said, hey, do you want to be on the team and be a part of this? And that was huge. And for me, I said, yes, uh, because I love to say yes to things that are in alignment with what I love. And so e even if it's scary, even if, if it seems like it's over my head, I was absolute yes for that. And it's a, it felt like it's, it is a big deal. And it felt like a big deal because this is talking about the transformation of lives, the, the taking someone experiencing life at, at one dimension, one vibration, one perception, and completely blowing that up. And here's this, here's this experience of what life is. Here's what the present moment is. Here's what you can um, experience as a co-creator with life, instead of thinking that everything is destined and everything is uh, preordained and you have to follow the rules of what you're supposed to do based on your society and your family conditioning. So it just was such a, a reach. And so, so I was so excited to take that opportunity to be a part of transforming lives. And that's what I've done ever since. I mean, I, I worked with Jack and, and Happy Jack Yoga for several years. And now I, I uh, post pandemic or post lockdowns and, and dip, you know, the changing terrain of our world. Um, I've gone a lot online and started teaching online trainings with, with the original yoga school that I I went to in London, which is super exciting to still be connected with them. And I mean, I've continued my, like, I am such a student. I am a, like a ravenous student of anything that opens consciousness, that, that uh, increases my experience in this world that I can um, find. And that, that covers the terrain of, of so many different spiritual practices, disciplines, um, modalities from yoga, to like uh, like in yoga and the Eastern East Asian sciences of health and self development and wellness, to shamanism in South America and Central America, um, which is by the way they're very similar, very cool plant medicines, all of that uh, you know amazing stuff. So that's been my journey. It's been a, a student, lifelong student, still am, and and boy the life will if you're open to it will always give you stuff to learn from. And I love that. And uh, I've got, I've really stepped up in my teaching and my facilitating trainings and creating courses and um, inviting in amazing friends and people to work with in collaboration. So like yourself. So 
that's the journey so far. And and thanks for asking, man, because it's always fun to to give the the recap to realize how blessed I am. I was just gonna say, man, I was on I'm leaning in. I, I was gonna start making popcorn. <laughs> Dude, that was that your your energy is for listeners for you guys watching the youtube here man this is i hope you were just you saw me i was just oh my goodness wow that was that was like the coolest trip ever man your life and you're <laughs> so passionate of everything like i'm i'm furiously writing notes here to come back to things and i'm just like man you you can literally it, how important is the ability to decide in in your life like that's what i if i could sum that up in one statement what did you do you decided how important is that for this journey how important has that been as a marker how important has that been as a, a ability to just you said it yourself no matter what no matter how scary as shit if you're aligned you're in yes it's it's the most important thing and and to decide and to discern to decide and to discern and to feel and be sensitive to what am I what do I really want what's following my heart and it's really easy to and I and I'm guilty of this and understanding that it's really easy to make decisions from the head and to be very rational and calculated and it's for me the life life has been the most exciting and the most eventful when I make this when I follow my heart and and you know one of my yoga teachers back in London, after I had come back, I did a bit of a hero's journey there. And, and I came back to London and he was, you know, asking me about my travels and my journey and everything. And I was telling him about some, some things that work out and some things that don't work out. And he says, you know, man, and, and by the way, this is such a yogi thing to say, but it's so true. And it hit me like a lightning bolt. He said, you know, man, you got to go where the love is, go where the love is. And there's two pieces to that. I, there's, there's you attracting that, right? There's, this, there's me in this, in this story attracting what I'm here to attract and doing my best to, to be conscious of that and to work with that. And then there's the receptivity of whatever community or whatever place we go to. And that's a feeling. That's a feeling and that's something to trust. And I think that um, getting in touch with our intuition and the ability to instinctually go for it because it's so easy to overthink and find reasons yes find reasons no and to uh talk ourselves out of out of amazing interesting things and instead of just finding it and, and being willing to get messy and by the way you guys listening i i can still get better at that i can still take risks uh and, and there's still risks on the table for me so the wherever you are start take take a risk where if it's aligned and it's feels a little scary because you know you want it and something in the back of the head is saying oh maybe not maybe maybe we just wait or something like that i'm a very impatient person i i i i get what i want like that is a double-edged sword it is mm -hmm. uh and it has also gotten me a lot of things that i really want really really quickly too so there's a good, good side to that. Yeah, exactly. It's about, it, it's using that kryptonite as your superpower and you, yeah. man, your, your energy, your, your fascination, your passion with life is 
absolutely contagious, man. I'm just, I'm fired up right now. I'm just like, let's go do something right now, man. I know you're down in Georgia, but let's just go. Let's go. You want to hang out? I want to hang out. Let's do an ice bath. Oh man. Have you seen, oh man. Well, when we're talking about energy and that's a really interesting departure here, because I did make a note on that because you said something really magical to me, uh, becoming open to energy. Wow. That's profound on so many different levels. Can you relate If we can go back there, relate that to your practice now what were you doing back prior to when you were in engineering and you were doing the things that were like checking off the list you know what was that what was that oh what was that energy like and where are we now is there a contrast oh absolutely wow when i was back in engineering it was a lot i was unconscious to this and here's a really important thing to understand when we talk about energy is along with that conversation for me, needs to be a conversation around sensitivity and awareness. And sensitivity, when I say that, you know, past me would have thought sensitivity means overly emotional or or sensitive, like, you know, easily tipped into different emotions. But sensitivity really means perceptive and aware and and, uh, using that, again, that word discerning, like paying attention to what I'm feeling. And a lot of my emotional body, a lot of my energetic experience was unconscious meaning i can tell you i can go back and realize what i was feeling now but at the time i was just reacting to it reacting to it so in the engineering experience in that life i was anxious a lot of the time anxious nervous on edge um these lower vibration experiences and you know it wasn't like the volume was up on max of course but it was an underlying current of energy and and I really believe that, you know, based on what I know of the practices and, and my experience now, that me losing weight and moving my body more, whether it was running or fitness or whatever it is, helped me to work through some of that energy in a way that it got me a little more sensitive to it. I got to more subtle experiences of that. So there's, there's that. And put a pin in the middle. It was a year or so into uh, being in London and really going on this journey with yoga that I felt what it I I became aware and that's that's a great conversation right there is to be present with to be present with to experience in the moment what it felt like to be grounded to feel at ease and that's not to say I, I had never felt at ease before that but it was the first time I was like whoa this is grounded this feels at ease I feel relaxed right now and it was such a mind-blowing moment because I realized I never parked in that spot. I never allowed myself to be present to that experience because what happens when we do that is we know where to go so that if I become sensitive and aware that I'm feeling uh, anxious or unsettled or or excited or whatever it is, and then I want to go to say, all right, uh, what do I what do I want to feel right now? And then if I know what grounded is, then I can, and if I know some great practices of grounding, then I can get myself to that state. I can get myself to that that experience. So opening ourselves up to energetic, to, to our energy, to energy awareness is the most important part of that for me is the awareness. And awareness comes from being present in life to believe me, when I was 22, 23 years old, and I was on my binge of self-development books and understanding psychology and theory and everything like that, 
a lot of those books talked about the importance of the present moment. They talked about it, they talked about it, and I understood it as a through line. And I remember going to my dad one day, you know, he was in the, in the living room and I said, dad, what's, these books are talking about the present moment. What's, and this is what I said, this is what's so, or, or, what's so important about the present moment. I'm here, aren't I? And so I completely omitted the fact that, okay, so our body is present, but where's our attention? Where's our attention? And our attention can be in a million different places mm. other than this moment, this experience. And I didn't realize that then. And it took me yoga and meditation, those practices which are about evolving consciousness and raising awareness of self to understand, to fully experience what it meant to be present. And then coming back to the moment of feeling grounded is like that could have that moment could have come and gone without my awareness needing it there and experiencing what is grounded. And so the more I can meet the moment with my present moment experience, with my awareness, the more of being human I can experience. So I might feel anxious. I might feel on, feel on top of a mountain and I might feel also down in the valley. I might feel all the range of emotions, but until those, those feelings, those energies, those frequencies and vibrations are felt and met with our being present in the experience, they're just they're just words on a page. They're just definitions. They're just there, and it, there's an emptiness to it. So the moment I meet it with my present moment, then I can feel and know that, really know that, and experience that. And that's what I mean by becoming open to energy and to be becoming more aware as a human being, more connected as a human being. Because we're being human is incredible. We get all of these experiences to be felt and to be digested and to be experienced I, no other way to say it and this is what makes life rich for me this is what makes life rich beyond any monetary or material um gain or or perception of the world is like this is, life is happening right now it's just incredibly wealthy of experience and 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 so that's that's what i meant <laughs> man I wow, man. Whew. I like in, in the middle there, I, I'm like, I'm 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 getting all misty-eyed and shit. Dude, that was huh. Like, yeah, you, you nailed it. And again, just coming back to the the I gotta hammer this home, your passion, your 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 playful exuberance as a as a human being is just so friggin' contagious, man. I feel like yes yes <laughs> everything you're you saying, too dude. Like, man thank you, you too. thank you it's absolutely it's it's just so interesting to hear you speak about this because it's such a deep appreciation and respect for where you are the people around you everything that goes to creating that moment right here right now yes you know and and you're right especially right now in these really very very interesting times this landscape has put us in a position where many of us have to face the mirror and that's the, 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 the one person they don't want to face. Yeah. And so that's, yes. give me your take on that. Is that what these distractions are all about? Is that where it was for you? Is that what you were like when you were having a hard time understanding what present really meant until you found meditation, until you found these grounding practices, the movement practice of yoga, the, the, upper consciousness of, of a meditation practice. Is that what you were running from yourself? What, what was it? What was the distraction? Ooh, very interesting. 
this this really begets the conversation of karma and what is karma and and until we become aware of of ourselves in that reflection we'll be reacting to ourselves so we'll 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 react and that reaction is is what we would perceive as running away as it's it's not meeting ourselves it's not being with it's a reaction and it would be unconscious it would be uh, you know, I wouldn't be aware of it. And so thank God for practices like yoga and, and all the different, you know, self-development tools out there to, to actually practice them and embody them is it's so, you know, it'd be great to have a big old wall full of self-development tools, but until we practice them and integrate them and, and make them our own and live by them, do they uh, share their beauty with us and allow us to access life more deeply. And so where we are in the world, and I, and I think that everyone is experiencing an intensity of life of more of being faced confronted with um heaviness or challenge or just some 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 aspect of ourself right mm -hmm. that is confronting and we're i think it's amazing it's it's absolutely stunning because more than ever people are are being met with this and that's the beauty of that is that is where the transformation can happen. When we get met with our mirror, when we get met by our triggers, when we get met by that adversity and we're present with it, we can experience it. There's transformation in that. There's pure gold diamonds in that. Otherwise we're reacting to it and we continue to perpetuate the pattern. And this is, it's very interesting because karma is like, are you just continuing to build on karma and continuing to react, react and, and, and live in the same reactivity, the same vibration, the same wavelength? Or can you meet that and start to unravel that? Can you meet that and start to know that? Can you meet that and realize that's different than your illusion of what it is, who you are, who I am, and allow, you know, trust something bigger to unfold in that moment? And so, yeah, we're in an we're in a fantastic time for transformation, no doubt. Yeah. And it's it you know it's cha it's challenging, it's it's interesting, it's uncertain and all of those things are you know in my experience on a, on a my micro level, it it it's always leading to beauty, always leading to something rich and profound. And so the the like a tree, the depth of your roots, the deep the the ability with which we are able to meet ourselves and go deep with ourselves and experience what's coming up and be okay with be like be giving ourselves permission and validation for whatever it is so many years of my life would i reject negative feelings because that was the that was my suit of armor at first it manifested as 100 extra pounds on my body and this is the this is what i'm talking about when body mind and spirit are connected if i'm rejecting um experiencing life that needs that needs to be manifested somehow so it'll manifest as disease illness uh, a bunch of extra weight whatever it is it's gonna manifest and so until i started to really crack myself open to feel again because based on my childhood it was a lot and i wanted to not feel it and so now that i'm able and more available to feel what's there can i send my root system deeper into my being and into the earth and to experience a higher richness a, a much more 
profound density of of life in a good way and in like a reaching up towards the sky and towards the ceiling towards the heavens way so it's the yeah absolutely we're in a great time everything you're saying man is like it, it sounds like you're so interconnected with all parts of you right and and that's on a, such a deep level and i know that that does take time now interestingly enough i i'm out of curiosity what brought you to enlifted what what was the missing link because that's where i came and that's where anybody who who listens to the show knows we talk about this in just about every single uh every single show how how important your words are. And you said a couple of things that we can tie back to that mantra story. I still want to get into that. And this will likely depart into that because how much of your story was uncovered in the words that you used? You know, you're talking about karma. A lot of people, when they think karma, they're thinking, oh, that's just, you know, you do good things and things come back to you good. That's a very surface look at the word karma, right? How much of it is self-generated by the actions that you do? And where does that come from? Yeah. How much of that? Well, it's our willingness to accept a role as a co-creator in life. And when we accept that role, we, we, we must take responsibility for who we are in that moment. And so in Lifted in, in the language work is an incredible tool Two two reasons connecting to the body because that's part of the tool and for taking that responsibility for who we are for what for for our experience and therefore our ability to co-create so if i take responsibility for the experience that i've had up to now then i know that well i'm i'm influencing my experience so how do i want to do that language becomes the bridge and i love this because it goes it language is abracadabras thousands of years old word and we talk about abracadabra with my word i influence and these modalities of spiritual development these teachings and yoga being a really uh cleanly organized system in a lot of ways of elevating that consciousness talk about language talk about how our words and our nervous system and and when I say nervous system, you can take that to be synonymous with our energy, mm-hmm. influence the life we're creating, influence the present, the experience of the present moment too. And so what's really awesome, and I met Mark England, the, our coach, our leader of Enlifted at a yoga training. And so I was, I was at a yoga training and Mark was facilitating vocabulary, the language system. And because I had spent years meditating and getting to know myself and journaling, writing things down has been a regular practice for me for a decade. I, I leaned in so hard. I leaned yeah. in so hard and I was fascinated. <laughs> I was absolutely fascinated because there's been a few times in my life, much like the story with, with that moment, I felt grounded. There's been other experiences where I felt, felt in my body forgiveness and it became more than just a word. It was a felt experience. It was an, it was a, wow. It was life happening, unfolding. And this is what's, this is what we have to, to gain is how precious it is that life is unfolding right now. And, and all it's waiting for is us to just meet it there. And the language can help us orient our attention 
into meeting life, into meeting and being a co-creator with life, with who we are and all the, the, there's seven and a half billion people or more in this world. And there's that many personalities, that many ways of expressing. And how can we meet our language, our word, our vibration with what it is that's really true, really at our core and, and be on a journey of unearthing that and, and peeling back the layers and the stories and the conditioning of, of what we think, how the world should be or who we think we're supposed to be, et cetera. So it's the, I, I like to connect, you know, the, the breath, which is a part of Enlifted, the Enlifted system. Breath is a big part of that. Breath is connecting us with our energy. Breath modulates our nervous system and our energy, which with awareness helps us connect with the present moment. So breath is like a bridge to the present moment. It helps meet the mind to the present moment because that's, remember, that's what can go awry. Our body's here, our body's present. Where's my attention? When I say mind, I really mean my attention. What am I putting my you know, feelers out into and, and experience? And that's my attention. And the breath is a huge part of modulating, regulating, uh, experiencing that. And then the language where our mind goes off is into a story and that's captured by the words we use and that influences the imagery and what we see. And, and that comes back as feedback, right? Into our nervous system and it's influencing our breath and everything like that. So the language becomes another bridge. The language becomes the bridge from this moment to my co-creation. So I can, to, to what I want to create. So the language becomes, I shape what I'm about. I shape the story I tell about myself, how I feel about myself. And I can, with my body, with my sensitivity, feel how those words are resonating. And if they feel good, then that's a great sign that I'm on to something good. And then I can follow that through line into what I want to create. I can use the language that keeps me feeling in that state because that's what I need. That's what I need to attract that. Whatever, however it ends up looking when we attract it, However, however it ends up looking when we come to it, when it comes to us, the language is a big part of that. It's the feeling that it's creating. So yeah, and Lifted is amazing. And I still like, Mark is a kid, like he's an igniter for me. Like he, the way he speaks and the way he shares and tells stories and connects his level of awareness and consciousness and everything. What I love about Mark, just a side note is, he's been down the rabbit hole many different times, you know, like we can connect on so many things and he's zeroed in and lifted is, is dead centered bullseye on the words and the language and that system with the breath as well. And I love, I love it. I love how clean it is. Yeah. Yeah, man. Everything you're saying, it's, it all made sense. And it's very similar to my journey into that as well, because I found that the, the focus, the attention, attention and intention was yes. where, where I was falling short. I would do all the reps. I would do all the things I was supposed to do as an athlete. And I would play a big role of my sleep hygiene. I was playing a big role in my nutrition. I was still 30 pounds heavier than I am now going like, wow, what, what's going on? And I love, you said this earlier, where one little piece is out of alignment and the holistic being of that human condition, that's where it'll show up. And some people, like you said, it's disease. Some people it's um, obesity. Some people it's something much worse, right? We're lucky if it's those two, right? And those are signs. Those are triggers that I took that I'm like, okay, cool. My relationships are falling apart. 
I'm, I'm, I, why can't I lose these last 10, 15 pounds? Like I'm an athlete. What is this? What am I doing? And then looking into the language and really radical responsibility is a word I throw out quite a bit because that's what it taught me. It's like, ah, oh, you know, you got one finger out there. You got three pointing back at you, bro. Mm. Oh man, I don't like that. <laughs> it's good. And it was a guy like Mark that had to shine that light, man. It took me three years to jump in. And now I understand, I understand why it took me that long and my personal journey too. And, and um, that's where we can go on this because I, I figured it would. And uh, when you say mantra for a lot of folks that I speak with, they think, oh, that's like affirmations. And can you dive in what you, what you mean about that? You mentioned uh, you want to get into that, uh, that little story. You got a story about uh, your student visa mantras vibration. How does that play a role into everything here? When I was doing the, when I was in the yoga training to become a teacher, one of the guest facilitators, Lucy Crisfield, she's, uh, she lives in the UK and she's a, a specialist, a specialist, and really the, one of the top in her field of studying the Vedic Sanskrit and the tonality and the frequency thereof. And so this is the language of yoga. So just like abracadabra is Aramaic and it's potent and it has an energy, so does Sanskrit, the language of yoga, which is also uh, something we don't use regularly anymore. And when you align the, the Sanskrit language with the correct tonality, the correct uh, phonics or the correct sound, right, which is vibration, really powerful things open up in our body and in our consciousness. So just like the yoga practice, you know, consider that we're moving our body in certain shapes and we're influencing the energy in our body in certain ways. And this is creating a result. This is creating a result. And yoga is so intelligent. It's, it's been around for thousands, many thousands of years because it is uh, it has that intelligence and it works. And so there's that result. There's that intentionality behind it, which is aligned with consciousness, which is aligned with, with waking up, so to speak, becoming aware. And so Lucy started us in our three-hour workshop with her by chanting. And we chanted Vedic mantra. And this is, if you go to India and go sit in an ashram, every part of every daily schedule is going to likely have some kind of chanting, some kind of mantra. And you could also do kirtan, where you're singing the mantra as well. And this is a vibration, whether you're chanting it or singing it, you're creating vibration, and you're creating the vibration that is dripping with that intention of what is this Sanskrit word Im like imbued with, as it opens us up, as it, it's like it's, playing the piano of our dna or something like that and it's opening things up it's fantastic and so we did the the chanting for 15 minutes and then she went on it's this you know hour and a half of theory of teaching yoga philosophy and the different aspects of yoga philosophy and psychology and everything like that i was until then i had been a student for 20 years of my life, like in a classroom studying in, in public schools and, you know, formal, tr tr I, what we would call traditional Western education. And until that moment, I had never been so engaged, so present, so eager to learn, so interested. And I thought we had a break. 
and in her session. And I walked up to her and I said, I told her exactly what I said. I've been a student for that long and I've never felt this way. What the hell is that? Like what happened there? And so she talked about the, the mantra and to and getting ourselves elevated into a state of receptivity to be, to be present. And then she talked about the wisdom of her teaching and how deep it is, how deep it is. And it's interesting because as a teacher, as a person who facilitates, this is what's fascinating about me because I want to speak and, and make an impact. I want to speak and make an impact. It, it, it doesn't serve me that I talk and I talk and I talk and people's eyes glaze over and they check their phone or whatever. And see, that does nothing for me. But when I speak, I want the words to matter and to land because I want to, I want to, to influence, right? I want to create that influence. When we talk from a place, when we speak, when we transmit from a place that is really knowing, that is knowing, it's not intellectual knowing. It's not like I'm regurgitating what I read uh, in my textbook and I'm creating a presentation about it. And now here I'm just slapping you with some information because I don't give a shit if you remember it or not. I just wanna get a grade on this presentation. Very, very different experience than talking from knowing, talking from, what is alive in me and you've said it here on this that you know when i'm talking there's something that's groovy there's something oh, yeah, that's happening yeah. within oh, you right and this is it's what lucy said she says if if we talk from this deep place of knowing it lands differently we're talking to a different aspect of you and if you're open to it if you're receptive to it it's like a it's a direct hit it's a direct hit and that's all coming back to vibration and frequency of the one transmitting and the one receptive and so yoga originally for thousands of years is an oral tradition past transmitted and mantra transmitted and chanting all the information passed along at a vibration at a frequency and so it's two parts why does a student seek out a guru is so that the guru can help that person become receptive to the wisdom to the knowledge and they'll attract each other. It's not that the student goes looking for the guru or the guru looks for the student. They've attracted each other based on vibration. And therefore the transmission now of the information becomes such that the vibration is allowing the transmission of the information, of the awareness of happening. So this is like the, tr the way that yoga was taught for thousands of years, oral tradition because it was able to be transmitted at such a deep and rich level because of the vibration, because the, the integration, the uh, matching frequencies, so to speak, of student and master. And so that's fascinating to me that I had that experience with Lucy in a, in a three-hour seminar, that mm -hmm. chanting and the vibration of mantra and and really her work on getting the right tonality of it, something she studied for decades and being a musician herself was able to get a degree of mastery of that, that few, 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 few people left in this world uh, can express and work with. That just had a very profound impact on me. Very, very profound impact on me. that too what really comes to mind though is that for those that are resistant to a yoga practice a lot of the feedback i get is oh that's all you know 
airy fairy and all this energy karmic bullshit that that's not reality and what do you say to those and we talked uh, offline on about this on uh, on spiritual superiority that's what i would uh, mm. sum that up as you know where where it's like you're looking down and you've got to be zen and you got where does that come from is that a misalignment are people getting into yoga practice have you experienced that type of uh um uh, thing in the wellness world there's a couple of different places that come there's a couple of different things that come to mind with that question and that's you know to address the person that is skeptical and has their preconceived judgment of what yoga is and then there's the the we will call it the white shadow or the the sense of superiority around a spiritual practice which is really very dogmatic and it's and, and what it is is very it's also closed-minded in a sense mm-hmm. and so it's it's another I'll address that first is Mm -hmm. it's another layer in somebody's armor of not wanting to really connect with life when they, when they don this superiority of spiritual practice, they're disconnecting themselves from the messy process and beautiful process it is of being a human, which is really what the practice is. It's about meeting all parts of ourselves. And so I've been there myself. I've seen many do it. We get yoga. We think our shit doesn't stink. And we carry on like that until life hands us a big enough lemon. And then we got to reevaluate how we're doing things. Or or we want, or we recognize, we become aware that, hey, this sense of being better than, or sense of knowing more, or sense of this practice is the one that that you should be doing. Uh, we realize that's just real ultimately disconnecting us. And if we want to connect more with life, then we'll drop that shield, we'll drop that armor. And so that's that's definitely there. And that's it doesn't matter if it's in the spiritual world or anything else, people will don that armor as a, this is my perception, as a way of protecting or as a way of uh, lifting themselves up above others. And ultimately, if they want life, if they want the beauty of life, then they'll have to come back down and join us all as we are all together on this journey. And then to address the other, is this, you know, the idea, the misconception, well, you know, the conception, the the perception of what yoga is and who it's for and what it's supposed to be is, well, one thing that really shattered that paradigm, and it's a way of looking at anything, is the the model that I was taught in uh, neuro-linguistic programming and NLP, is this idea of, okay, so we have an idea of what we know. We know what we know, right? Mm-hmm. We have an idea of what we don't know. We, we know a little bit about what we don't know. It's like, I do this and I know that I don't know. I, don't, I, I can't pick up my ukulele and smash out a song right now. I know I don't know that. I don't have that skill. Or whatever, whatever, whatever. I, don't, I, I know what I don't know. Here's the big, the biggest, the almost infinite, infinite slice of that pie. Those other two are such small slivers is that we don't know what we don't know. Yeah. I don't know what I don't know. The, 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 what I don't know, the mystery, the unknown is, is incredibly vast. And so adopting that model, when I first heard that, it hit me like a sledgehammer. It was awesome. It was awesome. And now I recognize that if I judge something, what is a judgment, but a characterization based on what I know. 
it's putting it in a box because what what I know feels safe ultimately what I know feels safe and I could put it in a box and then if yoga becomes this thing then I reject it then I then I don't have to worry about the mystery and the the possibility of it revolutionizing my life it's just in the box and I can put it away and carry on with my life so many things are like that so it's the waking up to being open if we're the first thing that one of the first things in terms of my evolution of of consciousness and awareness was that I realized I was totally a judgmental bastard Uh, and I say that like funny that I judge so much and and it's the awareness that I judge just nitpicking people's behavior or comparing myself to them or you know who's got the best down dog in here what does that even mean I recognize through yoga practice, through being in a studio, how, how much I judge. And it's because I became aware of that because it was unknown to me how much you asked me. I was a kind person. I, I do things. I'm a nice guy. I don't judge people. I let people know we're judging. I would say a lot. And it's just a matter of awareness. And because, because when we judge, we're, it's disconnecting. It's putting a box and I'm not really allowing that experience to be there. I'm rejecting it. And so to those that have the skepticism or the uh, preconceived notion about what yoga is, who's it for, then all I can say say for that, that hopefully is enlightening, is to just w- become aware of what you're judging and why, and and you know how come you think um, that yoga is this way, and what could you possibly be open to exploring with that? And you've you've heard me talk. I mean, it's very different than the. Uh, typical perception that I had going in, you know, yoga is for girls, yoga is for flexible people, yoga is, um, you know, only about flexibility, etc. It's like, until I knew what grounded felt like, that was a huge benefit of yoga that I got really when I met my awareness with the experience. And so it's like, there's so much experience and, and greatness on the table, but it's only waiting for us to claim it, waiting for us to claim it. And so what, what do you want to claim? And could opening your mind up to what yoga is and what I've been talking about, what we've been talking about, uh, help you yeah. with curiosity? And this is something that I said this to, to, to Matt on his podcast. I said, uh, curiosity is the antidote to judgment it's if i and and that's that's been a mantra it's been something that's really uh elevating for me really opening like that saying that opens me up because then i recognize oh if i'm judging something that i'm making assumptions about it and i'm no longer curious i'm only seeing it in one dimension or two dimensions or something like that versus being in the question and curiosity and judgment Uh, they won't coexist with each other. It's so similar to, again, parallel universe, man. When I first had my real awakening was in the the Czech Institute, went down to San Fran and, uh, you know, typical hockey bro, ready to rough it up and like, oh, it's all this stuff and we're going to make an energy ball. Okay. (laughs) cool what's up and had little did i know how influential my my teacher at the time would be and and what amazing things he's gone on to do now jp sears 
my first mentor. Yeah, I know, awesome. right? Talk about being in a room with an absolute legend without knowing it because that absolute legend is so humble and so grounded in his own practice that he's just JP. He's just a funny guy. And he said something that stuck with me and I've, I've since used it in all of my keynotes. He, he got into the room, first words out of his mouth. Guys, thank you for being here. First thing I want you to know is I don't know a damn thing. Mm-hmm. We're all sitting there going like, well, we just paid a whole lot of money for not that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and what he means is what, what it sounds like you're saying is that approach this situation with curiosity because you're going to come out of it with something, right? And that's been a mantra of mine too. So much as like, that's a thing is that if I come in to a situation thinking I know, I've already lost the game. I've already lost the game. You come in on the opposite of that. You come in thinking, you know, zero. You're going to pick something up, probably a lot. It's, wow. Yeah, that's cool. That's super cool, right? And it's it's so true. Now, I know uh, we're going to round things out here with uh, with just a couple questions. I want to give an opportunity for you to uh, to share with um, the listeners, the, the viewers, if, if they're interested in diving in a little bit more into the, into the Jeff Lester world, where, where can they find you? What, are you? what kind of things are you up to right now? What are you looking to do? Are you connecting? Are you collaborating? What kind of projects have you got on the go right now? And then I'm going to hit them with a, right in the solar plexus right in here with a rapid fire fun, fun ending here. So let's, let's hear where, what you got going. What, what tricks up your sleeve, man? Let's do it, brother. I have got a few trainings coming up and training is it's like it's that opportunity to be in the unknown and to learn and to try on these practices in, in a really immersive way. And so there's two really amazing stations that I've landed into, tuned into, and that's the yoga station, yoga meditation. The other one's more along with shamanism and they and they line up incredibly well like the the human evolution and consciousness and everything we just put different names and different looks on things but it's really this it's very similar path so coming up in february i am facilitating with my dear friend kirsty our sacred so it's going to be our third training online of sacred spaces and it's for for those of you you you're you might be a practitioner of of something that is already conscious, you might be interested in holding men's circles or women's circles, or get you know gathering people together for a rich experience, and that's what we would call ceremony. So we can take off, we can take the word ceremony off its mantle and say getting people together and sharing a meaningful experience is a ceremony. Doing that, there's so many different ways to access, you know creating an impactful experience and we we make that into the tools the tools and the, and the practices thereof of creating that experience and the, the the other part of that is your journey your process of being able to hold space and what i mean by that is to being a, being able to lead hold a container um co-create an event with others and allow others to feel safe and feel open and 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 transmit whatever experience you're hoping you're intending your intention is lined with to transmit so that's sacred spaces that is a, a training for people who want to facilitate that or they just want to deepen their experience with it and so maybe you've gone to a woman's circle if you're a woman 
men's circle if you're men, mixed circle, like you, you sat in a circle with people and just talked it out and shared meaningful things and breathed. Maybe you've breathed, um, you've done some yoga together and talked about it. Maybe you journaled together, talked about it, set intentions together, talked about it, set goals, talked about it. Those are circles, they're, they're sacred, they're ceremonies. And the quality of that, the, the vibration of that can be uh, lifted, it can be uh, elevated. And so that's what Sacred Space is about. And then the other trainings I'm working with, uh, my yoga school, my dear friends, family in London, the House of Yoga in London, we put on uh, yin yoga teacher trainings. And the yin yoga is a style of practice that's really conducive to meditation. Meditation, I, I barely touched on it, but it, the, the, any wisdom or anything that is resonating that's deep is I've gotten to through meditation and obviously self-study, but the meditation is the dropping in, it's the integrating, it's mm -hmm. being present. It's the practice of being present. And so yin yoga is a fantastic practice for that. Um, exercise your joints instead of your muscles. So as we age, our joints get dry and brittle, get exercise for our joints, move the energy around, uh, connect deep. And that's the yin yoga practice. And we're facilitating that as as a practice for, for you wanting to go deeper into your practice, or if you want to uh, become a certified teacher, you are certified to teach yin yoga after that. And so those, there's two trainings of that in March. And then there's the, um, those are each a week or five days and they're immersive. So it's intense. It's awesome mm -hmm. in a great way. And the sacred spaces is a 24 day training, also relatively immersive um, as well. So those are the big fish coming up now. And as we get into the Christmas season, I've got my 30-day meditation planner. Here's, a Here's what it looks like. Oh, yeah, I saw got this. I'm excited for that, man. Version one. Where, got... where, can we, where can we get one of those, man? Dude, now on Amazon or oh, my cool. website. Okay. Um, so it's on Amazon, and I realized that was easier than I made it out to be. So I got it on Amazon, <laughs> Kindle, Kindle version and a physical version. Um, I'm going to be giving out a bunch of those for Christmas. Love it. What was important for me is to have give people the opportunity to experience 30 days of meditation practice. I recorded 30 days in a row of guided meditation practices, connecting with breath, visualization, um, just body sensation, just all these different fundamental practices in meditation that can help us understand what, you know, how to manage our attention, how to bring it to the present moment, how to experience and work with our nervous system, our energy, and feel what's there, how to become alive, really. Mm -hmm. And for me, that happens when we do it consistently over a, a duration of time, we get the download. This idea of two to three times a week, yeah, it's great. It's great for the experience in the moment, but it's, it's, I, I find that doing it in, in an immersive way is transforming, transformative. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the 30 day meditations about that and journaling it's writing it's So it's, you got the guided meditations is a QR code that you can access and then you journal. So that's was a big project and I'm really excited about that. I'll be giving that away a lot. And yeah, just offering my services as a coach and um, creating more stuff. That's what um, I'm up to. Man, we're, we're going to need a whole nother afternoon for, for that. 
I don't, I don't know. I've got so I'm many thoughts, it. dude. I've got so many I'm thoughts. It. It's, it's fantastic. Well, I, I, thank you so much for, for sharing with us. My pleasure. Here. This has been such a, I, I'm electric with energy right now. This has been such a cool introspective. It, it's weird. It's, it's come in, like, it's been such a, a visceral experience just listening to you share your story and, and hear how much passion and how much uh, zest for life you have, man, and, and the people around you. And I'm just so absolutely grateful for, for being a part of this journey, this wild ride with you. Ditto, brother, ditto. And, and dude, it's, um, it was funny. I was writing down, I'm like, because I, I just, I had a, a pretty profound, um, just to, to share with you, like how to, to reflect back what, what was said in here this last week, it's, you know, when we talk about the universe and talk about all of the, uh, the wonderful things that people sum up as coincidence or happenstance, as I say this so often now, it's, it's less about that. It's more that we are blind to the, the levers, the gears, the pulleys behind the scenes. You know what I mean? And as you were talking, I was like, oh man, you literally spoke uh, very closely to two particular song lyrics that I wrote and three tracks that I wrote mm. this past week. Drop the sword and reconcile. For me, mm. that can be like what I've taken from, from our conversation today is that with one with yourself, drop the sword, drop your expectations of yourself, reconcile with yourself, forgive, uh, understand that deciding is the most important piece and you can change your mind. It's actually one of the most profound things is a, is a human being that can take a step back, deep breath in and, and change their mind. I think that's very true. And then the other one was emotion in motion, how you mm -hmm. summed up, how you summed up all of your experience and how cathartic it was to, at first it was running, it was moving more. And that was like moving that energy as an emotion. If we look at the root word motion, right? Yes. Oftentimes we feel like we got to go write a song or we feel like we got to go and we feel, feel, feel why, why don't, what if crazy thought we just did? What if we just took like Jeff and created, right? How cool is that, man? Dude, this has been so cool. electric. Thank you. Thank you very much. Now, I, like I said, I, I'm a man of my word. I love rapid fire. So furiously, I was, I was writing down some really fun questions because I love having fun. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a playground. I'm a child. I'm a big, I'm turning eight next month, right? So nice. <laughs> I'm not. That's March. Actually, it's March. It's, it's a little longer. I'm turning eight in March. So going to throw some, uh, some hot seat questions. Okay. And uh, just rapid fire, knee jerk reaction. That's all I'm Got looking it. for. Okay. Yes. Okay. First off, T Swizzy or J Beebs? Uh, T Swizzy. Cool. Right on. Favorite front man or woman? Ooh. Dexter Holland of the Offspring. Cool. I was. That's an unexpected shot. I like that, it. Well, it's definitely one that stuck to me because. That the offspring was one of my favorite, favorite, favorite ever, ever bands. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've ever liked a band as much as them. Right. That was one of the first albums I ever bought was that uh, the, the when they came out with Pretty Fly with the White or Pretty Fly for a White Guy, I was like, I'm buying that. And it was like Columbia House, uh, Americana. Welcome to yes. Americana. Yes. Enjoy. I re like repeat, repeat, repeat. Yes. Along with like Linkin Park, 
Limp Biscuit, yeah, all the stuff, man. I just posted on that. That's that's very interesting, Dexter. Incredibly intelligent dude, too. Yeah, exactly. Very yeah. intelligent. Okay, cool. Favorite food? Vegetables. All of them. Roasted vegetables. Oh yeah, like just the mixed bag. Like what? What? Yeah. Anything in particular, uh, dude? Yeah. I I love food. I mean, I love it. So it's tough to say favorite. Yeah. I like stir fry i just love vegetables i know it's so funny i i've uh i've been plant-based in terms of my diet for six years and mm. i have developed this love for vegetables it's so funny because it's like any eight-year-old is, is gonna be like ew vegetables yeah. but dude i just fucking love i love vegetables I also like a good smoothie, morning smoothie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. What, what what kind of stuff do you put in there? Do you do I the put elixir in, thing I, and uh, fr frozen? This is go to frozen bit. Here's a great recipe. Yeah, just there we go. Perfect. Dude, Best recipe. Dude, Thank right, you. Good. Okay, let's do it. Um, grab some whole cashews, raw cashews, a, a, a small handful. Throw them into the blender, um, and then water. Good, like filtered water, and that's gonna make it creamy. And then maybe a few oats if you want to. Yeah. Uh, frozen banana, spirulina, salt and cinnamon, and a protein powder. If you like to put a protein powder in there, maybe a vanilla one. And that's just like the joint. It's such a good morning party. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna good. read this back so that we get this right because this is yeah. going to be part of the the Jeff special here. Okay, all right, so, good. Yeah, the raw cashews, good filtered water or mineralized or something like solid, solid water, depending on where you are in, in the world. Yes. Guys, if this is something that I've got to have a, a whole solo cast on the, the quality of water in most Dude. places of this world is, is subpar. So pay attention to your water. I've got resources on that. I'll throw that in the show, show notes. Uh, Paul check does a great um, global. There's a, a great website for us to, to find like a, a nice natural spring. Right. Oh, so amazing. Yeah. I'll, I'll share that with you too, as well. I, I, the name escapes me right now. I have to do a little research. It's in, uh, it's in his book, uh, eat, move and be healthy, which is sitting right beside me. Cause it's like a, my Bible. It's a Bible. It absolutely is. Yeah. So, uh, for, okay. So we got raw cashews, water oats, if you like thicken it up a bit frozen banana we got spirulina i would assume that's for your greens element so if you don't go out and get spirulina if you've got a greens spinach. supplement spinach any side yeah perfect yep what comes after spirulina we've got uh, salt. salt and cinnamon oh yeah dude i want to it's a weird vision yeah i'm not uh, you know it's funny how we decide and things but the idea of a cafe like a cafe that's called salt and cinnamon to me is so that's, that's that is name. awesome so, i i i know exactly what it looks like i i also feel like there's a yoga room attached yeah, to it though yes, right yeah you got it i got it okay let's see where okay we'll, we'll talk offline man this is good this sounds is good, good. <laughs> um yeah dude oh so good okay and then uh man that's great okay that's the jeff special that's great okay perfect back to our, our rapid fire let's, let's do it less less than rapid <laughs> that's it's it's yin practice guys we're sitting with this we're that's right we gotta that's meditate right. on it okay it's not all go 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 right we're enough of the gas pedal best yoga movement Ooh. best slash your favorite whatever right? best um sun salutation sun oh. salutation a just that that wave standard that's first introduction in university my drama my my theater prof we had a three-hour drama class on fridays 
at UBCO in Kelowna, my favorite freaking class in the whole world. Wow. Why? The first hour and a half was yoga. Yoga. 100%. That's where I got hooked. That's where I became spiritually aligned going, this is the best thing in the world. And then we did movement practice. We learned so much like dance technique. And it was a theater class, man, university. So much fun. Get, in, fun. get into Killer. your body. Exactly. Uh, out of the head, into the body. Yeah, there you go. Or into the head as well. Um, what's it? Oh, man. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. This is one of my favorites. Putting you on the spot. What's one thing that you're doing right now to push beyond your comfort zone? And then we're going to close with the mic drop. Ooh, one thing I'm doing to push, I'm sitting with stuff. I'm meditating. I'm meditating and I, and I really allow myself to get, like, if there's something uncomfortable, I feel it. And when I talked earlier about like, there's a, I mean, astrologically, depending on how you want to get with it, but astrologically, it's intense, intense energy. Mm-hmm. And so those deep things coming up, I'm feeling them. I'm sitting with them. And so there's that. And then there's just every day making progress on what I'm creating. Yeah. Yes. Progress. So key. I love that word. Yes. And then the final, the mic drop, we're going to let you just smoke bomb out of here, right? Let's do it. Okay. What is one thing, the the one thing that you would suggest to buddy on the street, buddy in the yoga, on the mat? somebody out there that's looking to find their inner rock star what's the one thing bud 100 burpees a day yo guys how cool was that huge thanks to jeff lester the legend what a what an incredible conversation man i was just listening right back doing the editing work on that and uh man what a what an amazing conversation what what a conversationalist and how many stories can one person have like man that was that was just wild that was great so thank you so much if you guys enjoyed that be sure to share it out with someone you care about this is the holiday week i'm amidst my official staycation and uh, i want to wish everybody a uh, a very Happy, happy holiday season. Um, I trust you're, you're able to spend it with those you love. And, uh, and that's super important right now. Right now, more than ever, we, uh, we really got to connect with those around us that, uh, that inspire us, that, uh, that love us, that push us beyond our limits. And um, I trust that everybody out here listening is, uh, is making that happen this week and next week. With that being said, we are going to put a pause button on next week's show. We'll revisit this back in the new year. Very, very special announcement. I've got my first Karmic Hip Hop debut single dropping in all of the streaming services on New Year's Day, right? 12 a.m. Like, Happy New Year! Boom! There we go. Guess what? Now you got a new song. It's called Savage and uh i'm really excited about it it's um it's been a very interesting go for the last few oh even just the last couple of weeks just in such a great creative flow so i'm very excited to share this uh as part of the upcoming create magic mixtape ep right 
Got five tracks on that. That'll be coming out this spring. Stay tuned for more news on that. I'll be sure to link all the fun stuff, including Jeff's amazing, look at this. Got the notes right here. Raw cashews, water oats, frozen banana, spirulina, salt, and cinnamon, which is also a great name, Jeff, for that studio that will happen, right? That's it. That's all for today, ladies and gentlemen. Again, be sure to rate and review the podcast over on Apple Podcasts. That helps us get boosted up. You guys know where to find me, MikeTheSchwartz.com, Mike the Schwartz on all the socials. And until next time, we'll see you in the new year, folks. Y'all stay sweet. Peace.